Well, we live in a day and age where it's almost normal to be full of stress, worry, and concern. Some people's lives are hurry, worry, bury. And that's it. What a great life. I want to suggest God's got something better for you than that. But with life's many challenges, we wonder how can we cope and into a world of worry, anxiety, and stress, God says some unbelievable things, which we're going to look at this morning. Does that interest you? Psalm 55, verse 22, cast your cares on the Lord. Philippians 4, verse 6, be anxious for what? Really? Nothing? <laughs> You're kidding me. It's not in the Bible, is it? Let me check that. Be anxious for nothing. I mean, how on earth can God say that to you? Nothing. Zero. Zip. Naught. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 7. See what that one says. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting, everyone say all. all. Yeah, casting all your care upon him. Not just some, all of it. God wants us to cast it all on him and not worry about anything. Well, when most of us hear a message like this, they say, come on, pastor, let's get real now. This is 2014. That is impossible. It's, you just cannot worry about nothing. That's the impossible dream. All I can say to that is this. God would never ask you to do something that's not possible. Is that right? So this has got to be possible. How? Well, hopefully we can explain some of that to you. You may be thinking, actually, I've been a worrier all my life. That's just what I do. It's my job. You know, my father, my mother were warriors, my grandmother and grandfather and great-grand-great-grandfather, and you know, way back to the beginning. We always worried, so that's just who I am. I'm a warrior. Oh, maybe it's time to stop worrying and uh, changing your lifestyle. You know, God has significantly helped me to worry a lot less, significantly, from when I first got saved. And it's seen a work of, of God's Spirit. I might touch a bit on it as we share this morning. But what the Bible is not encouraging us to do is to be careless. You know, I don't worry about anything. I don't care about anything. And no, no, that's not what we're talking about either. You know, um, we need to be responsible, but not live a life full of worry, anxiety, and care, because that steals the joy out of life. We are to live a life of trust. You know, you, you, have a either, you have a choice. You're going to either trust or worry. Make your decision. You know, trust, worry. Some of us, our default is worry. But God wants your default setting to be trust and not worry. And uh, make that a part of your established part of your life. And uh, one releases, trust releases God to work for you. Worry hinders God working for you because it's, a, it's actually lack of faith as well at the same time. So it's important that we get this world right. But in a world, in a world that's full of trouble, you know, uh, all around, you know, a world in chaos, Christians 
should be the most peaceful people on the planet. You know why? The Prince of Peace lives inside of you. And you know, as the world spirals out of control, I believe Christians are to shine as a beacon of peace in the midst of a trouble-filled, fearful world. That's the call of God upon our lives. He is the Prince of Peace. He lives inside you and inside me. Now, let me give you some results. If you end up worrying too much, this is what it's going to do. Number one, it wastes your energy. Worry is hard work. Have you ever noticed that? You can end up with a headache, a migraine, all kinds of things. It leaves you weary. It leaves you with less energy to do the things that you're meant to do. Number two, it gets you nowhere. Worries like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. Worry won't help you in the slightest. But number three, it affects good judgment. It affects the ability to make right decisions. They did a survey of 5,000 students studying, doing exams. Guess what they found? They found that those who worried the most got lower grades. Worry affects sound judgment. But maybe worst of all, go to Matthew 13, 22, because it actually chokes the impact of God's word in our lives. Matthew 13 and 22 says, Now he who received the seed among the thorns, he who hears the word, and the cares of this world, deceitful and riches, choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Worry is incredibly serious. Incredibly serious. Because you can hear God's word, you can read God's word, you can listen to God's word, but if you go away and worry, the Bible says it's going to choke the very life of God in you. And the impact of the word is lost and it's almost like you make no progress. So worry is something we really need to cry out to God and say, God, help me. You know, you, you'll often hear a word and you think, man, that's so awesome. Man, that's helped me so much. By the time you've got home and started worrying about things, that word's just gone. It's almost like you might as well not have heard it. So it affects our ability to, to walk with God. It affects our ability to stay close to God. You know, I know that this thing is, is real because God allowed me an experience a number of years ago to not worry about anything. To, in fact, it was in the context of Romans 8 of being spiritually minded. See, to be carnally minded is death. All right? When you think in a natural way, it's death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I think for a period of about six to eight weeks, God allowed me to function with a spiritual mind. And I'm telling you, nothing could touch me. The peace was unbelievable. And I know that God allowed me to experience that too. I think part of it was to tell me and to say, look, Tark, what my word says is actually right. And it actually works. If you get close enough to me, hello? If you get close enough to me, this book works. You can have peace. You can be a lot less, I was going to say worry-free, that's possible, obviously, but certainly worry a lot less. So there's two major causes of worry that I see in the Word of God. The first one's found in Matthew 6, verse 
28 to 30, it says, Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. Verse 30 says, Are you of little faith? So lack of faith causes worry. Because we kind of think, I don't think God can sort this out, work this out. It's going to go all south. It's going to be bad, terrible. Things will get worse. And if it does get worse, I'm not going to cope. And, you know, on and on it goes. It's kind of a, 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 you know, it says, why do you worry? Oh, you of little faith. So we need to choose to trust rather than worry. And I think sometimes it's a choice. You choose one or the other. And I remember a while ago, I was facing a, a real challenge in my life, and I was getting pretty worked up and worried about it. I went into the 24-7 prayer room. There's something about that room I'm telling you. I don't know what it is, but when I get in there, not every time, but there comes a presence that, man, I, 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 often I go in there and I think, God, what is it about this room? Because I believe God's everywhere. I don't think you have to go to a special place to find God, but when I go there, wow. Anyway, that's another story. I was in there. Often God speaks to me in there, by the way. I was in there and um, I was worrying about this thing, and the Holy Spirit said to me, well, why don't you just trust me? And I thought, that's an original idea. <laughs> so I just began to say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, and I just said it over and over again for me for 20 minutes. Why don't you try it? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. God, I trust you. God, I trust Everything changed. Peace came, and God worked for me, and everything was resolved. But it all came down to that moment in the, that room where God spoke to me, you know, and the, the choice to trust him, and then actually declaring it out aloud. You know, declaration is powerful. Virtually nothing happens in the kingdom of God without declaration. You know, in the beginning, the world was, uh, the earth was without form and void. That great darkness covered the earth, and the Spirit of God was moving, but nothing happened. God was moving, nothing happened. How can that be? Well, that's how it was. Until God made a declaration, said, let there be light, and then the darkness fled and the light came. So in your life, you want breakthroughs, you want to see trust go to another level, you've got to make some declaration. Shout out to the unseen realm of the Spirit and see what God will do for you. You know, we can't have this hidden away kind of, God, I trust you. Never declare it out loud. Say it out. I think you impact the Spirit realm when you make declarations. The middle verse of the Bible is all about trusting God. And it's almost like Christianity is following Jesus about trust. It's all about trust. You know, I mostly fly on big planes. I like big planes. And so I was on big planes all the way around the world this time. Man, there was a lot of travel. Just to get to London, Auckland to Melbourne, four hours, roughly. Two-hour stopover. Melbourne to Dubai, 14 hours. Four-hour stopover. Dubai to London, seven hours. And then London to Bristol, where I went, was two hours travel further. So it took me about 30-something hours from Auckland to Bristol to preach the next day. So at least I had an overnight there to get there, but a lot of travel. Anyway, they're big planes, and it's good being in big planes. But I remember going down to speak in uh, 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 Whanganui a while ago. And so I got to the tarmac, and I, I, I couldn't find my plane. I thought, where is my plane? I was looking for this plane. And then they pointed in this, this little pencil. <laughs> 19 seats. 
And I thought, I don't believe this. So I got in the plane. You couldn't even stand up in the plane. I got to my seat, and uh, I, I thought, heaven help me. I confessed all my sins. <laughs> Closed my eyes and said, Jesus, I trust you. If this is my hour, I want a clean slate. You know, and, and, and it's like that. Then I just said, Lord, I trust you. <laughs> I don't like small planes, so especially if the wind gets up and it gets, a, you know, gets pretty dicey up there. So trust is what it comes down. Let's go to Matthew 6, 26. We're still in Are you okay out there? 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? In other words, the second cause of worry, the first one is lack of faith. The second one is not understanding how much our Heavenly Father cares for us. What can I say? I've been getting fresh revelation on God's care for us. God's care for me. It is amazing. He cares so much about you, you would not believe how much it is. So 1 Peter 5, 7, when it says casting all your care upon him, he cares for you. The Greek word for cast is epirupto. I hope you say it that way. Which means to hurl. Means to throw, cast something, often with force. It's like you get it with real force. Now, the only time this word epirupto used other time in the New Testament is Luke 19, 35, where it says, they brought him to Jesus, threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And so this conveys what it means to cast all your cares upon the Lord. The idea is of flinging a garment, an excess weight off your shoulders, let's say off the shoulders of a traveler, and onto some other beast, in this case onto a donkey. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to throw our burdens, our cares onto him, okay, because he's got big shoulders, and he can carry the weight. You see, we have not been designed to carry a huge weight of worries and anxieties because they become too much for our nerves, our emotions, and for our body to bear and often results in many sicknesses and illnesses. You know, I've told you many times how I got that rash on my arm. I went to the doctor, thought it was something I ate, and he said, no, no, he said, this is the result of stress. I didn't feel stressed. But you know what had happened? I'd got accustomed to carrying stress and pressure for too long. And eventually my body told me something's not good. And so you've got to read the signs, read the symptoms. Often you think you can handle it, but your body's saying, no, you can't. So Jesus is saying, you don't need to carry all these worries and cares. You're not built to do so, so cast them Upon me, let me be your beast of burden. Throw your cares upon me. In everything, financial, family, sickness, job, ministry, what are you worried about today? If I give you too long to think, you're going to worry more than you should. <laughs> but what are you worried about today? Why don't you just say in your heart right now, God, I choose to trust you. Trust releases God's power. Because it's faith. Just saying out. Do it. Choose to trust you. It's powerful. 
Brother Lawrence, in his book, uh, Practice the Presence of God, he says, when we choose to trust God, it draws down great grace into our hearts. That's the supernatural power of God to handle anything. Great grace when we choose to trust God. Hey, listen, you can have peace in what you're facing today. You can. It's possible with God's help. Reach out to him, trust him. Let him fill you with his peace. Nothing's too small to cast on the Lord. If it matters to you, it matters to God. He cares about every detail of your life. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Some of you, it doesn't take long to count, but still. <laughs> Not looking at anybody. He knows the number of hairs on your head. That's how much he cares for you. And the closer you get to God, the more you'll be able to throw your cares on him. You've got to realize he is near, nearer than you think. He's close. Isaiah 64 verse 4 says, Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. What I'm saying is this. When you cast your cares on the Lord, he starts to work for you. As long as you hold on to them, nothing much is going to happen. But when you start to get it into his hands, he can start to work. So friend, you've got to get it off your hands into his in any area of your life. When he's got it, he'll work. So here's your choice. Either you hold on to it and work, nothing much is going to happen, or pass it on to God and let him work. Tell you, you get into the hands of God, something's going to happen. Give it to him. Many of us say, no, no, I'm holding on to my worries. God, it's mine. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to keep it, carry it to the grave. God says, come on, let it go. Give it to me. You've got to make a choice. You've got to choose to do it. Active, deliberate. Sometimes you've got to choose over and over and over and over and over again till you get. Listen, listen to this story. Okay. So there's a man facing a lawsuit. It's killing him. He's not eating for days. He can't sleep. So he went to a preacher and explained. Who, the preacher talked to him, gave him this message. Probably got mine, actually. Uh, the <laughs> library there. And told him about casting all your cares on the Lord. And the man said, look, I don't have that kind of faith. So the pastor explained to him the problems he was going through, which were 10 times more than this guy's. And the preacher said, this is what I'd do. He said, um, I'd go to bed at night and I'd read the verse, Lord, you told me not to have anxiety about anything. So I'm turning this problem over to you. That's what he'd do going to bed. God, I'm giving you this problem. He'd wake up in the middle of the night and worrying all again and get out of bed and say, God, I'm giving this problem over to you. He said, after a few days, a few days, he said, eventually I'd have it into God's hands and then he'd sort it out for me. So this man thought, okay, nothing else has worked. Let's give it a go. So he got to bed that night and he said, God, I'm just giving this problem over to you. He said he struggled about it and he got out of bed three times and kept reading the verse and said, Lord, it's yours. I turn it over to you. The next day, it was a bit easier. And then by the third day, he was at rest. Ten days later, 
the lawsuit was completely dropped. Everything was okay. And he thought to himself, he said, Dear God, that lawsuit nearly killed me. And listen to these words. But as soon as I got it into your hands, you worked it out in just a few days. You getting it? You've got to get it out of your hands and into God's hands. That takes a bit of effort. Takes a bit of time. Takes a bit of prayer. But if you will take, you know, why, why not spend three days agonizing to get it into God's hands than 10 more years of worrying about it? Make a choice. Three days or 10 years or 20 years, 30 years. Some people worry about something from the day they're old enough to worry till the day they die. Why not try this? God's way. You see, if he says be anxious about nothing, it's possible. It's possible not to worry. Peter was the one who wrote, cast all your cares on him. You read the story of Peter, Acts 12, he's thrown into prison. James has just been beheaded, all right? So Peter's next on the chopping block, if you like. Every chance that he probably loses life the next day. But let's have a look at Peter's attitude in Acts chapter 12, verse 6 to 7. This is what's possible. You're probably not facing something as severe as Peter. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was... What? Again, you got found that? Peter was sleeping. I mean, James has just been beheaded. Peter's next. Sound asleep. Bound and not, not, he's bound between two chains, between two soldiers, bound with two chains, with two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. He struck Peter by the side, raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands, and off they went. And so here's Peter, he's sound asleep. The angel couldn't even wake him up. The light shining couldn't wake him up. He's cast all his cares on the Lord. The angel has to strike him on the side and said, Peter, wake up! <laughs> and then helped him escape. This is Bible, friends. What I'm trying to get to you this morning is this book works. It really does. If you get close enough to God, it doesn't work if you're just a casual Christian who just does Sunday attendance out of duty, then the book don't work. But if you walk with God on a daily basis, if you love Him and serve Him with all your heart, this book really does work. There's power in this book. Don't you like that story about Peter? Isn't that cool? What about David? So David writes in Psalm 55, 22, cast all your cares on the Lord. And he writes that when he's fleeing for his life from Absalom. And then he writes, Psalm 3, verse 5 to 6, I lay down and slept, fleeing for his life. Absalom's out to kill him. 
and he's lying down and sleeping. He says, I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me all around. So David's in peace in the midst of great turmoil and anxiety. So let me just wrap it up. A few thoughts. How can you have more faith and worry less? Well, the first one we've already covered. The first one is just choose to trust. Make a choice. Choose to trust. Don't try and make things happen in your own effort. When we're trusting, we're, we're asking God to work for us. There's a verse I love, Hebrews 4, verse 3. I often quote it. It says this, We who have believed do enter rest. We who have believed do enter rest. This is your faith test. The level of rest you have is the level to which you're believing. We have believed. So often I, I declare, God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe you in this situation. God, I believe you. And as I believe, rest begins to come. When we have no rest, it's because we have no believing, which means we have no faith, which means God can't work for us. It's kind of a vicious circle, isn't it? Got to get it to God so he can work for us. When you get it to him, good things start to happen. Faith and rest go together. I used to have this huge diary. Some of you may remember. It was about that thick. It was big black. Before the days of iPads and iPhones and all the rest of it. It was a season in which I had so many worries. About 20 years ago. I think some of you are on that list, actually. <laughs> so one day I thought, man, I'm sick of worry. So front page of my diary, I wrote a list of my worries. I got to 17. I had 17 things I was specifically worrying about. And then I wrote them all out, and I said, okay, God, I cast each and every one of these worries on to you. I did it repeatedly. God, I cast it on to you. I cast it on to you. And I'm telling you, friends, it made a huge difference. I can't say all of it disappeared. But, you know, if it was a worry at a level of 10, it probably dropped to about 4. It was just huge. You know, willful, deliberate. But I'm, I'm trying to share this message, friends, that not in a simplistic way. It is work. You know, you've you got to work at this. You can't just walk out of here and say, oh, great, cast all my cares on the Lord, I'm not going to worry anymore. No, it just won't happen. It'll take effort. It'll take prayer. It'll take perseverance. It may take writing out all your worries. It might take getting up at night two or three times saying, God, I cast it all upon you. You may have to do it for days. You may have to do it for weeks. You may have to do it for months. But eventually, you get it into God's hands. And God can work for you. One of our problems is this. Is, and we're not going to have an altar call. There may be one when I'm gone to the city. We have altar calls for worry. People come up the front and say, God, I just give you all my worries. I hand everything, put it all on the altar. But then as they leave the altar, they pick it all up again and walk out with it and haven't left anything behind at all. So you've got to learn to leave it behind. Secondly, we've already touched on this, but become a person of the word. When troubles arise, the Lord can speak to you from his word and give you faith and give you strength. That's probably one of my greatest Sources of strength in my life is when I'm going through stuff, I get into the book. Well, I get into the book when I'm not going through stuff either. 
But often God will speak to me. Just something, a verse of scripture. And you know, this book is so powerful. A verse from God is just so strong. It just gives you such strength in your life. So be a person of the book. And I think one of the greatest enemies of faith is a lack of knowledge of God's word. There's too many biblically illiterate Christians. I've said it once, I've said it so many times. You cannot be a victorious Christian if you don't live in this book. You just can't do it. You know, and then you say, people say Christianity doesn't work. Friends, it works. But you do need to be in this book every single day. And it'll, it'll give you strength. It'll help you not to worry. It'll help you not to strengthen. God will speak to you. If the devil can keep you ignorant of the Bible, he can keep you lacking in faith, and he can keep you worried. When I was first saved, my hands used to shake like crazy. Just, it was just terrible. I, just, I was quite a nervous kind of a person, I guess. I know my hands used to shake. And after being a Christian for a while, I thought, oh, God, this is really bad. It's not very good testimony as a Christian, you know. <laughs> So what I did is I went through scriptures, and this is maybe something you can do, and I found, I don't know, 10, 15 scriptures on peace and rest. Then I just read them every day. Peace, rest, read them, read them, read them, read them, read them. A few months later, perfectly still. Nerves are shaking had gone. The lack of rest had gone. This book works. My final point, remember the battle is the Lord's. <clears throat> you find this in 2 Chronicles 20, 15, and 17. So trust understands that it's God who fights our battles. We need to learn to let God fight the battles for us instead of us fighting ourselves. In that scripture, it says, I think it says, stand still. You'll not need to fight. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Abraham tried to help God fulfill the promises. He produced a son, Ishmael, who was a headache. You don't need to help God. He can sort it out. Moses started fighting in his own strength. That's how he started out, helping God. But God would fight every battle for us if we will learn to really, really trust him. We have a choice. Either we do all the fighting ourselves or we let God fight for us. God wants you to be free of all anxiety. Today, what is it today? 30th of November, is it? 30th of November, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Amen.